0: Welcome ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the End Time Tribune, covering breaking news and current events as it pertains to Bible prophecy, in effect, chronicling the coming of Christ the King. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the In Time Tribune this November the 4th, 2017. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to just do a Tribulation Talk episode today. I take note that uh, I bring this up because today, one of the groups that I was a part of, I had been a part of for years, and my buddy decided to change the name of the group to the Revelation 12 signed September 23. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we of course, change the name back as the truth sets in. I go over to the originator of this shamefulness, and I see that uh, his last post was on September 25th. Then he shared somebody else's post on the 11th, and then today he comes out uh, with a complete and utter distraction. Um, Fascist dictators Opposed would be locked up Detained, tortured And worse, if America had a fascist leader Today liberals boneheads Have no clue as to what they are living in expect a day Of rampant leftist stupidity at the most Complete another Distraction Trying to get you away from the simple fact That uh, he's trying to entertain you Away from him Having fully Shame the name Of the Lord his God Uh, For example Didn't happen Can't happen Fictional event Number two He actually Comes out uh, In the videos Saying that the sign of the restrainer Is actually the sign Of the dragon
1: When everybody
0: absolutely knows That's not what the sign of the restrainer is But first and foremost You need to consider this That the Lord your God would never Give the woman a urea crown He would never crown her Queen of Egypt Not ever All of Bible prophecy says That we are in Egypt Now as slavery That's of course why the book of Revelation Comes straight out and tells you that Prophetically We are in Egypt and Sodom So to the left and to the right. It's completely and utterly discredited his association with any ministry. So today, we are going to just do some end-time talk, because things are real, ladies and gentlemen. You need to understand, physically speaking, why God says that he Is going to make you gnaw your tongue. That's because you're not going to be able to go into shock. Utter hell is unleashed upon you. Whoever has been cast into outer darkness, whoever has been truly left behind by Operation Eagle's Wings, oh, you're going somewhere, but you're not going to ascend the heights of heaven. You're not going there, no The Bible is very explicit on what God intends to do And that's exactly what's going to happen He's going to relocate you To a place that is at the end of the heavens and the end of the earth It's in the special place that we are given hinds feet What is crazy is, is there is a group that is going to heaven Many people say that, uh, oh, they're in-time evangelists, all types of nonsense, when the Bible actually gives them a name. But, of course, you're not going to know what that name is if you don't study the Bible. Now, let me make this clear. If whoever you're listening to or following, if they've only studied biblical eschatological materials written by other people... That don't count. That does not make you a biblical expert in eschatology. The only thing that does that is studying God's Word. That's that's it. Nothing else does. But ladies and gentlemen, the angels will come. They will fall. You need to try to contemplate. The Lord your God has told you this, that death will flee from you. You need to try to calculate that in your mind it's important that we have an in time talk about what the tribulation is going to be like even though we're not going to be there for those 1260 days we're going to be right where God has come right out and told us in multiple scriptures exactly where we're going to be now we might not know the GPS coordinates of that place the point is that the tabernacle of David is real and if your eschatology expert don't know what that is It's because they don't know anything about Bible prophecy. They know what other people have written and submitted and published in the entertainment industry, but they don't know nothing about the Bible, God's Holy Word. So with that in mind, let us consider, what would you do today if somebody pulled that
2: trigger? Are you going to pull those pistols and whistle Dixie?
0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this Tribulation Talk provided to you by the In Time Tribune. Clinton, uh, jump on here. How was your week been? And uh, uh, what's been catching your eye out there in the news?
1: Well, you know, I mean, my week's uh, been going pretty well. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's just this week and the last week as well. Uh, seems like everything's exploding, and even going into today, um, it seems like what's developing in Saudi Arabia, what's developing in Syria, um, what's going on in Guantanamo Bay. I mean, all these different things are just making everything kind of beyond belief at this point. Um, but it's, it's 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 amazing to actually watch.
0: It certainly is. Uh, it's a, it's it's amazing how some people are so uh, short-sighted, they can't painfully determine where they're at. They're just in, well, la-la land. Uh, They're absolutely in la-la land, especially with their fixation on the stock market. It just goes up and goes up. I mean, earnings go down, but that doesn't matter because they all – of course, vested interest in the stock market because that's where the retirement money is. So it's absolutely amazing. Uh, Brian, how has your week went? And uh, what's been catching your eye in the news little snippet before we start the show?
3: Uh, Weeks went as all weeks do. What has caught... my eye in the news. American news distracting nonsense. If you actually got outside of the American bubble, there's a whole heck of a lot going on and almost nobody in the United States media is covering it whatsoever. So that's almost not surprising I would have to say.
0: Well, I mean, you're just echoing how I started out the show. Um, this joker <laughs> Let us not mince words. Um, This joker, uh, (laughs) since September 25th, his first personal post, was exactly what you said. Let's go back to the default. Never was ordained. Ladies and gentlemen, Brian and I have taught you for years now. The New World Order really is never was ordained. There is an NWO, never was ordained. The writers prevent it. No one is permitted to have a kingdom over the earth until the scapegoat's false prophet. It ain't going to happen because that's what God said. So when you see massive distraction like that, he should have had a massive detraction from being blatantly... Well, deceptive Never happened Now I told everybody I was going to give uh, These jokers uh, Until what? November 21st I was going to let them have it But it's already begun in groups and friends I'm a part of They're, you know, going behind the scenes And changing the name of their groups back Ladies and gentlemen, that's shameful That's shameful If you don't know what the Bible God's Holy Word says Sit down and shut up Or you're shaming Him by claiming To have a ministry And they would be warning you about what's coming Down the barrel I I, I mean It's like you don't believe When God says with his own mouth That his fury comes up in his face And he shouts out to all of creation, I'm going to tread the wine press alone. You, you think that's a joke? You think that's funny? So, Brian just echoes he's doing as he has seen done. Entertain, distract. Entertain, distract. It is pathetic more importantly, let me say it again so you know in your heart of hearts, it is shameful to claim to have a ministry and do something like this. That's shameful. The only righteous thing to do is to stand up like a man, okay, and issue a detraction. I mean, especially when God has already given you, an example of what he's going to do with his bridegroom in the heavens. Brian and I have covered it exhaustively. Comet Chevy Maker 9, broken to a pearl of 51 strands in the heavens. It looked exactly like what God said he's going to put on the woman in Revelation 12. He says in the Greek, eskespanos. It's a wreath. Comet Chevy Lou Maker Line 9 Looked just like a wreath when it Slammed into Jupiter You're going to see that In between the constellation Of Virgo and Leo that, That's what you're going to see A Stephanos crown Now it's Pathetic Ladies and gentlemen Look up your history For God's sakes Of course the bridegroom got their crown first, and then the bride got her crown, and then they got married. You're a pathetic idiot. You don't know that. And and that's a fact. That's a fact. Only one of two things can be the case. You are deceiving on purpose, or you have been deceived. At any length, you are hereby disqualified from associating yourself with the ministry. Either way. Either way. So, with that in mind, I'm supposed to be checking the switchboard because of massive problems I had last week. Brian has to show. And I assure you, because uh, Brian is faithful, right off the top of my head, when Brian got me in private and blatantly, not overtly, directly called me an idiot. Because I was wrong Having no fear Of Matthew No, he fears the Lord his God So I don't have to worry about what Brian's going to talk about He's going to talk about what's important I absolutely Have complete confidence in Brian That he's not going to distract us at all Because everybody knows I've not had a chance to look over at the news i just got a a replacement laptop and just minutes before the show got Skype downloaded. So I have to check things out. But Brian's going to talk about what really happened this week, and we need to try to wrap our minds around what is really going to happen because God has told us. He's told us what's going to happen. So that's what we need to talk about. That's what we need to address. Brian, sorry. Of course, once again, I get a little bit emotional and uh, take up too much time. So, uh, Brian, you have to saddle first. Take us in the right direction.
3: All righty. That's just it. What is there to talk about? What is there to skip? Uh, United States, obviously, we saw an extreme amount of shaking up. Once again, in the government, but it all really boils back to going back to square one where everything started and they grabbed, obviously, Mr. Paul Manafort. But I would like how other news sources outside the United States is pointing things out. Oh, you mean there was collusion with Ukraine? Because that's really what it comes down to. And everything that's come up thus far in this investigation has nothing to do with Russia whatsoever. It has to do with Manafort's dealings and his crooked money laundering. And everything else under the sun. Now, there's a couple of other little odds and ends that go into that, but I'm not wasting much time on that. That's what it is, is it's nonsense. Now, we had a attack in Manhattan, in New York this week, um, where a guy from Uzbekistan drove a car into a group of people, killed eight people whose six of them were Argentinians. And the 7th was from Belgium, and one of those happened to be a Jewish Argentinian on top of it. Now, of course, Trump turned around and used that to completely politicize the event, and once again used that for a spot to start going in and altering laws and everything else. Now, the attacker, of course, they find a note in the car where he... uh, aligned himself with ISIS, so the story goes. And which, you know, folks, you got to understand the way things work with ISIS. They basically have stated for lone wolves to go out there and start doing attacks, and then they can claim uh, being a part of ISIS at any given time, and then ISIS will turn around and report that they were part of ISIS. This is the way it's been set up since Ramadan, uh, I think at least two to three years back now is how they've been running <clears throat> Everything. So, you know, but that's the overall gist of what happened with that attack. But what's more disturbing there is this thing got more attention with the death of, of eight people, seven of which were not even from the United States, which I found a little bit odd. But nonetheless, it got more attention than what happened in Las Vegas, which is absolutely ridiculous. You have domestic terror happen on our soil. Where an American white person kills a bunch of people and it just disappears in the news cycle two days later. But we have a terror attack um, from an Uzbekistan man happen and it just blasts the news. So it it just gets ridiculous. But that's really what things have kind of boiled down to in this nation and throughout all the European nations right now at this stage, which is just outright massive nationalism and it's spreading and happening on a pretty unprecedented scale now we had a few things happen this week in Kurdistan but uh one of the big things to point out and I knew about this early on these reports that came out pretty much from its inception that in Kurdistan there was basically an entire plan to destabilize Kurdistan, and there was treachery unbound, just as in Isaiah 21 points out. And they were basically betrayed from within by multiple factions there, but making matters a little bit more odd. When Kirkuk was taken over by the Iraqi forces, immediately BP, a.k.a. British Petroleum, came in and started making a grab for the oil. Really makes you think and wonder if this has a lot more to do with Western-backed groups wanting to get their hands on that oil, because a lot of that oil was actually promised to countries within our companies that were rushing back. So there might be a little bit more than meets the eye going on here. Now, I found this headline rather uh, interesting in light of the fact that Matthew and I have talked about this in the background and never really brought it up on air. Um, The title of the article, Prime Minister Barzani Condemns Sunday Violence, A Divided House Cannot Survive. And you had the uh, parliament was... ...stormed inside of Kurdistan, and once again, a bunch of uh, people within the Kurdish factions fighting amongst themselves, but there's a reason we talked about that a house divided against itself cannot stand, and he literally paraphrases this, a divided house cannot survive, now, go back and take a look Where it speaks about Nineveh rising up and the Queen of the South, because we spoke about this privately, about the fact that Iraq has practically been swept clean, and this is going to cause a whole lot of turmoil in this area as things start to wind down from removing ISIS. And that's another thing that happened this week. On top of it, the last stronghold of ISIS has now been removed out of Syria, and oh boy is that causing all kinds of repercussions Because, once again, Israel is pointing out that Iran has a major, major hold in that area. And now, on top of it, the uh, leader of Lebanon walked out the door yesterday, stating flat out that Iran has basically taken over the whole of Lebanon. He claims he had an assassination attempt made on him, which some reports are saying it never happened. Other ones are saying it did but you don't walk out the door unless somebody has done exactly that. So, I guess that whole story time will tell what's going on there. Now, we had another uh shake up here in the uh House of Saud today. Multiple uh ministers and uh high-ups within Saudi Arabia were sacked, uh, some of them because of corruption, and and that's a bit of an understatement, folks. You might want to look into why it is that Saudi Arabia went bankrupt in the first place. A vast majority of those people that are high up within the king's family, which goes into literally the hundreds upon hundreds, that's how many kids he has, folks. But they basically spend money like it's going out of style, buying great big multi-million dollar yachts and everything else under the sun and just throwing around money like it's nobody's business. So is he trying to make changes to the way uh, things are going on there, where they're pulling all this money basically out of the uh, hands of the people and keeping that system running correctly? Time's going to tell on that, because this uh, guy that essentially is going to be uh, put in charge of Saudi Arabia, there's a lot of questions about him. And where his leanings are So on and so forth Speaking of Saudi Arabia On the 30th Jared Kushner visited Saudi Arabia Unannounced to discuss peace plans We're not going to talk about Linguistic analysis Showing he speaks at the 3rd grade level Oh boy (laughs) And the Crusaders up to no good Let's see here Uh, Had a... uh, major Hamas tunnel that was taken out by the IDF this week, and it caused a massive uproar. Now, there's another Islamic group that's basically going by the name of Islamic Jihad that's in in Gaza besides Hamas now, and they hit two of those leaders, and apparently, if I remember correctly, one of the Hamas leaders, and immediately you had Iran came out against it, uh, Qatar, came out against it, and a few of the other uh, nations did as well, being pretty ticked off that they hit that tunnel. And as Israel pointed out, well, it's a terror tunnel, folks. So do we really have to uh, come up with excuses for doing that? Let's see here. We have a great big uh, railway line that's opening up between Azerbaijan, Turkey, and Georgia, linking Central Asia and Europe through the uh, Caucasus region, which, I don't know, gives me kind of rumblings and memories of World War I, the Germans and their railway, and why Britain got so mad and started meddling in that area. Now, the Balkans have been all over the news this week, and of course, if you watch American news, you're never going to see it. Had an article come out earlier this week on the 30th stating Bosnia could collapse. Uh, Service-troat relations in Bosnia-Herzegovina are idyllic at this moment. And that's where the major things keep coming up over and over and over again. Between Serbia and Kosovo. And it's just nonstop uh, it's coming up here. Uh, U.S. warns Serbia not to touch Kosovo. And basically, what the uh, gist is, is Serbia has more of an alliance towards Russia than it does towards the Western nations. So, of course, they're in there doing what they do and causing all sorts of trouble. Let's see. We've had uh, 100 years from the Balfour. All right, I covered those already. I'm not going to talk about that. And, uh, yeah, going back to what I brought up about those terror tunnels, we had the Fatah condemned Israel for destroying the terror tunnels, and that's obviously uh, PA Chairman Abbas, who is the head of the Fatah, or the it's, you know, the PLO or Palestinian state, whatever name they want to give to it. And Iran has been basically threatening the United States and Israel something fierce non-stop throughout the week, but then again, I guess it kind of goes back and forth and back and forth because Israel and America have been doing the very same thing. Uh, the first we had an article pop out, Iranian leaders urges Muslims to fight against Israel. Rumblings all over the place. There's still a lot of things coming up with this Netanyahu scandal within uh, Israel, and one of the big things about this was the German submarine deal, which Now, as of in the last couple of weeks, Israel did end up buying those uh, German submarines. Now, this was a big article that came out. Of course, you probably never heard of it or saw it. Basically, U.S. administration defends its right to start wars on a whim. And this goes back to the... uh, Authorization for the use of military force that was approved in 2001, which basically, it only singled out Al-Qaeda and Taliban in this resolution, but they haven't lifted it. Now, the reason this is coming up again, because people in Congress are kind of scratching their heads after the incident happened in Niger, um, I believe it was last week, where the man was killed there and basically they're sitting there asking questions why do we why are we committing acts of war in Niger well the more they start digging into things they found out what we've pretty much known all along that we have special forces groups stationed in 137 countries since trump has come into office drone campaigns have intensified and in many countries, especially in Africa. Unmanned aerial vehicle attacks have quadrupled under President Trump's administration. But I thought he was going to keep us out of wars, everybody. Isn't that what he told everyone? Or did you forget to listen when he said that he wanted uh, more nukes? Why do we have nukes so we can bomb and... What about all that military spending he stated he was going to kick into the budget? You didn't think he was going to come in and start warmongering? It's part of the uh, part of the job if you walk in on that side. Let's see. We had talks between Iran's uh, Khomeini and Moscow this week. And this is kind of a big one going on. Iran cooperation can isolate the US. And let's see here there was massive uh, talks in Afghanistan this week as well. Uh there's also moves within the trade corridor going on between Let me see here. It's India, Afghanistan, over to Iran, where they're bypassing Pakistan, obviously, and that's uh, causing a little bit of controversy going on there as well. Let's see. We had uh, Chinese bomber bombers made a run near Guam, aimed at sending a message to the United States. And of course, we've had massive protests breaking out, uh, be it in Israel, be it in London. Quite a few different places against the Balfour Agreement, which happened in 1917. Oh, and that's another big one. Israel once again attacked a Syrian arms factory this week. And then on top of it, Syria turned around and said, you guys better knock it off. That's kind of the same, same thing that keeps happening. Israel comes in, hits them. And of course the picture they have here which Israel just got their hands on another grouping of them is the infamous F-35 Stealth Fighter. And if you haven't seen one of those things in action, folks, I've watched them when they were doing test runs right here from the National Guard base that's just down the road from my house and that plane is something else. And it's quite a uh quite a deadly piece of hardware. So Israel getting their hands on a bunch more of those is really obviously setting things up in the Middle East even more so. And all over the news this week and it's getting a lot more a lot more prominent in reliable news sources as opposed to most of the tabloids that keep running the same nonsense over and over and over again, but it really begins to look like things are speeding up as far as the United States making a move on North Korea. Now, obviously, I talked about this last week. We had three U.S. aircraft carrier groups that converged in the Pacific, and we had uh, bombers that were flying over the Korean Peninsula this week, and it just looks like there's a lot of people within uh, very parts of the world that think the United States is getting close to jumping on North Korea. So we're going to have to see how things play out, but we've also got Trump's out this week as well, meeting with multiple Asian nations first starting his uh, trip, obviously stopping in Hawaii, which is, you know, it's a no-brainer, but nonetheless, he's moving into these other areas. But with that, on top of it too, there's been quite a bit more movement with Russia and China beginning to break away from the United States dollar, and there's a whole bunch more things that are being set into motion as we speak. We had a $1.1 billion F-15 support deal for Cutter was uh, approved this week amid the Gulf crisis. So that one, I don't know. And I think I cut a lot of the important ones for the time being here. So I'll just uh, hand it back over to you guys for uh, time.
0: Well, Clinton, why don't you drop, jump on here with uh, any comments you have about what Brian had to cover there, bud?
1: Well, well Brian touched on quite a few different items. Um, and, and one of the biggest things that I just wanted to elaborate on is is what's going on in Saudi Arabia. And, uh, you know, the, the the whole lineage in Saudi Arabia is the king is supposed to give the power to his brother. Um, and that was changed earlier this year to where the brother was put on a house arrest and the power is given to the son. Well, you know, today the son is arresting 11 princes, including one of them is a multibillionaire um, that is in charge of um, a large portion of the uh, Saudi Arabian investments, which is the kingdom holdings. It's a firm that, that, that he controls. Um, so this is, this is pretty big, uh, what's going on in Saudi Arabia that happened today. Um, so we don't necessarily know the repercussions for this, but we can see that there's a real big battle for Saudi Arabia's loyalty right now between the United States, between Russia, between China, between you know Israel. I mean, all these different countries are, are trying to prove to Saudi Arabia that is who they should align with. And What's developing inside Saudi Arabia right now is, is, is uh, very, very important.
0: Well, there's one thing that he brought up that, that I must talk about. Let's, let's really take a look at this. This is from uh, BBC. This is real, okay, because let me explain something to you. I don't read books about Bible prophecy. I actually read it. First in Hebrew and then I read it in Greek To make sure I got it right Now Brian covered his headline Lebanese Prime Minister Hariri Resigns Saying he fears assassination plot Do you even have a remote clue as to why he would fear An assassination plot Well he mentions it here in the article This is a direct quote We are living in a climate similar to the atmosphere That prevailed before the assassination Of martyr Rafiq Al Hariri, he said in a broadcast from the Saudi capital, now ladies and gentlemen, who was that and when was he at? well, first off, let's do this, he was assassinated when his motorcade had a bomb that was 3,968 pounds of TNT, blast him into oblivion. But ladies and gentlemen, you have to know that that was part of the Cedar Revolution. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you don't know Bible prophecy? You've been studying books published by men for 20 years, and you don't know about the Cedars of Lebanon. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to read straight from the Bible, God's Holy Word. Now, you might want to listen and take note that the word here for riddle, that's what Bible experts want to deceive you into calling parables. No, I know the word in Hebrew and Greek. It's riddle. So this translation actually states it correctly. Where am I reading from? Well, you've been an expert for 20 years. You tell me. Amen. 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 The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, propound a riddle, and speak a parable to the house of Israel. Thus says the Lord God,
4: a great eagle
0: with great wings and long pinions, rich in plumage of many colors, came to Lebanon and took the top of the cedar. He broke off the topmost of its young twigs, and carried it to a land of trade and set it in a city of merchants. Oh, ladies and gentlemen.
3: Ladies
4: and gentlemen. Then he
0: took the seed of the land and planted it in fertile soil and placed it beside abundant water. He said it like a willow twig, and it sprouted. and became a low-spreading vine. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, everything this says, uh, oh my goodness, um, you have no idea. Ladies and gentlemen, you, okay, let's do this. Think about what happens when the Assyrian crosses the Euphrates. Keeping your mind, East. Brian and I have exhaustively, exhaustively taught you this. I'm going to read a single verse from a different chapter. I made the nations quake at the sound of its fall. When I cast it down to Sheol, And with those who go down to the pit, and all the trees of Eden, the choice, the best of Lebanon, all that drink water were confronted in the world below from the English Standard Version. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you need to keep your eye on Lebanon. Just like Brian has told you. And you need to realize that he made references to the Cedar Revolution for a reason. And by the way, I just read a very, very, very few short verses that tells you exactly what God's going to do. It's not a fantasy. It's not a hypothesis if you are academically accredited. No, 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 no. That's exactly what God intends to do. He makes himself perfectly clear in the Hebrew and the Greek exactly what his intentions are and what's going to happen and why he talked about the seed being transplanted and yeah yeah that's actual Bible prophecy that's what that is so that's my comments I know that Brian covered a lot but today I'm being a little bit overly zealous, I think. So if I talk about the other points that Brian brought up, I will clip Clinton's time that he should be paid. He is due honor. So before I ramble on too long, uh, Clinton, jump on here and uh, talk about whatever topics you'd like to or cover what news caught your attention, or whatever seems best to you. Uh, but... Any type of end time topic will do, so the saddle is yours, I shall ride last. And believe you me, the Lord my God is with me, and when I ride, I will ride for glory. Just so you all know, that as soon as Brian gets done, comments on what Clinton had to say. If you don't want your conscience pricked, I suggest you turn it off. Because the Lord my God, he blesses me coming in, and by God, he blesses me coming out. Clinton, the saddle is yours.
1: You know, every, every day, uh, or every show, I should say, um, Matthew is always asking, when uh, do you think the start Gun is going to happen? When someone's going to pull the trigger? Um, we, we may be upon that right now. And and the reason I say that is what's developing in the Middle East right now. Um, Brian talked about it earlier, what's going on with Saudi Arabia and that development that just happened today um, and how basically we don't know if this is a a coup or this is, you know, truly corruption within the Saudi government or what is really going on there. We we don't necessarily know at this point. Um, It's just eerie to me. Um, that just last week they gave citizenship to a robot, to artificial intelligence in Saudi Arabia. Uh, this robot has more rights than women. And then this week they're arresting princes and people in charge, billionaires, arresting them. So what 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 is going to happen in Saudi Arabia? What's going to develop from there? What is growing out of that? Well, The the problem that we have is is what's going on from a global economic standard. And and that is basically what's going on between Russia and China right now. Um, It's been all over the news this last week about Russia calling for the end of the petrodollar and how they actually have possibly come to that um, by removing the petrodollar and putting the petro yuan. And and creating that and getting uh, countries to sign on with them I mean the plan is China plans on launching the Yuan dominated oil futures contract by the end of this year so in the essence basically allowing to where people can buy oil in the Yuan instead of the US dollar that is planning on this year now this is an article that came out of RT and and in this article, it goes through and it says, Beijing's scheme aims at shift trade in the black gold from petrodollars to the proposed petroyuan, which benefits China by making its currency more attractive internationally and provides greater energy security. However, the bigger winners may, uh, may well be in Moscow because any decline in the dollar status severely dilutes Washington's ability to wage economic war against Russia via the sanctions. As the world's biggest petroleum producer, Russia is vital to Beijing's project. And in turn, as the planet's largest crude importer, the most sizable economy, China is the only country with, with the heft to challenge America's financial hegemony. So basically, China can't do it alone. Russia can't do it alone. So they are joining forces to basically attack the U.S. dollar. And, and they plan on doing that later on this year so so the only hitch that they're going into is they've gotten countries say Iran Indonesia Venezuela um, numerous other countries are already lined up to join in with the BRICS nations join in with the transfer from the dollar to the yuan these countries are all in the only one that is the question mark the and it's the most important one is Saudi Arabia so that makes what's going on in Saudi Arabia today even more important because for the longest time, for as long as I have been around, Saudi Arabia has been on the side of the United States, has been in you know, bed with the dollar. And, and the reason for that is, well, it's been it's a beneficial trade. You know, the, the United States was able to live beyond their means by using the inflated dollar and having the entire world buy oil with the dollar. And in Saudi Arabia, they had a guaranteed buyer. You know, so it's a perfect trade. Now that Saudi Arabia is up for grabs and the entire world is moving to the east, moving to China, does what's happening in Saudi Arabia today does that indicate any kind of change whatsoever in their policy towards the dollar? Maybe. Maybe there's a you know it's either one of two ways either the crown prince is on the side of the dollar or they're on the side of the yuan there's one of two and whoever is on the opposite side just got arrested so we don't we just don't know who's on whose side well we may have an indication in what's also going on in the Middle East Brian talked about earlier and so did Matthew about the uh, Lebanese Prime Minister resigning because he was afraid of being assassinated, just like his father was assassinated by Hezbollah before. And he publicly came out and basically said, "Iran is running the country through Hezbollah. The Hezbollah basically runs Lebanon, and is planning on doing the same exact thing in Syria." We we know this. We know that Israel's come out to the United Nations and said, "Hey, we do not like Iranian troops in Syria." or so close to the border. The United Nations did nothing. So now it looks like, coming out today as well, it looks like Israel may take it upon themselves to stop any kind of persecution that they see within Syria. There, there's a small town, and and from my understanding, from what I've seen, is it's a Druze village. And I guess there's a village in Syria, and there's one in Israel, and, and it's a small, like, subsect of nationality but the ones in syria are being attacked by the terrorists immensely to the point that they've caught the israeli government's attention and the israeli government is saying no we are not going to allow for these this these people to be killed and persecuted inside syria so the israeli government is seriously contemplating going into syria and protecting this village protecting this city which would then constitute to Israel is invading Syria. That's what that means. So so just today, Saudi Arabia maybe has a coup. Um, Lebanese prime minister just resigned, and Israel may invade Syria. That's all today. So you, you talk about the, the gunshot going off, the, the starting gun being shot. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, if we're not there, we're very, very close. And as Brian pointed out earlier, North Korea is on the menu. We have Donald Trump just landed in Japan today. And I was listening to him talk to the troops that he addressed today, and it sounds like a battle cry. Sounds like, you know, root, 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 you know, here we're going to do, you guys are going to do everything for me, get ready to to have some fun. That's what it sounded like to me. I hope I'm wrong. I don't necessarily think that the world needs to see a war on the scale of what the war will be between the United States and North Korea. And with North Korea, do you think China and Russia are going to stand back? Do you think if Israel invades Syria, that Russia is going to stand back? Do you think Iran is going to stand back? You know where this is headed. Unless something dramatic happens, as in some kind of massive treaty between many, many countries to stop a massive war, I, I don't see this ending unless there's war that comes from it. I mean, we have the Palestinian Authority recently gained control of their gates in Gaza as well. You know, And they got that back from Hamas. Hamas is giving their power back to the Palestinian Authority in Israel. Which is weird. Hamas is completely against the state of Israel, says that they are there for the destruction of Israel, but they're giving back security measures back to the Palestinian Authority, who is actually willing to talk to the Israeli government about peace. That's happening now. That happened this last week. So how close are we to something happening that catches the attention of the world? It's only going to take a a shot here, a mistake there, something crazy. For instance, someone driving through uh, a crowd in New York City on a bike path and then getting out and shooting people. Or here in Colorado, in in Thornton, Colorado, some man walking into Walmart, pulling a gun, shooting three people, and then having the people in Walmart pull their guns. They didn't shoot back, but... How close are we to the wild, wild west when you have someone stroll into Walmart, shoot the place up, and have pedestrians in Walmart also have guns that could possibly shoot back? How close are we to this? Well, that almost happened this week. We also have the Terminal Bay being brought up on a massive scale by the President of the United States in a way that is theory it's scary considering what is actually happening in Guantanamo Bay. You know, for for those of you that are not sure what is going on down there, but basically the core system is kind of this quasi-core system that we don't necessarily know exactly what the rules are because it's in between international law and military law and civilian law, and then you got the Patriot Act mixed in. So it, it, no one really knows what's going on. But basically down in Guantanamo Bay, there was an issue where, The USS Cole was bombed. The gentleman that – or the terrorist that did the bombing is in Guatemala Bay. He's about ready to be on trial. He's on death row. And according to international law, you have to have an attorney that has actually tried death row inmates before or actually been on that side. He has one. Something happened between him and his attorneys where there was the situation, the relationship was compromised. They went to the general who's in charge, who is the second highest general in the United States legal like the the um, the military on the legal side of it he agreed that they should be dismissed from the court case and allowed them to go the judge in that case then tells the general that he needs to force these three civilian attorneys back to court the general says no the judge then tells his first in command to do it and then he says no as well so what does the judge do he sentenced that general to 21 days in Guantánamo Bay. And in essence, sending a U.S. citizen to, lack of better terms, the, the United States first concentration camp. I mean, we've tortured people there. That's what they did in concentration camps. That's basically what that is. And we did that. Now, the Pentagon stepped in since then and released him from Guantánamo Bay. But we have a U.S. general that just went there, that was sent there under the guise of the Patriot Act or whatever other law you want to sit there and say they used. They did it. And then we have the President of the United States saying this attacker in New York City needs to be sent to Guantanamo Bay. Sent to a camp. Sent to a place that we have admitted that we have tortured people. Where is this leading? Is that only for people that are from outside of the country to be sent to after they do an attack, or is it for everyone that does an attack? And is this guy that they caught in Thornton going to be sent to Guantanamo Bay as well? I mean, if it's good for one, it's good for the other, right? And what kind of slippery slope do we have with that? I mean, there's been speculation for many, many years that there's FEMA camps, you know, that, that you know, WalMarts have been shut down to be turned into camps for, you know, when civil unrest happens and da 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 da. Well, here it's happening before our eyes. This is actually something that we are talking on the in the legal system of how they should be implemented. That how, how if American citizens can be sent to these camps, how long can they be held there? Who can assign them to these camps? To a place where we hold terrorists indefinitely. And according to the Patriot Act, that is exactly it. You get sent there without trial and held indefinitely. That's going on. That's happening right now. And what are we doing about it? We're talking about Paul Manafort, Carter Page, George Papinopoulos, and how there's collusion between the Trump White House and the Russian government and how Carter Page testified yesterday and said that he, in a meeting with Jeff Sessions, with President Trump, said that he has been talking to Russian officials in front of everyone and no one cared. No one did anything. That's the evidence. That's that's the smoking gun. So how is this being talked about well it's been talked about that well now we need to investigate hillary clinton and how she and the democratic national committee took over the primaries so that way that bernie sanders couldn't be the presidential nominee <laughs> so i mean pick your poison you know both political sides are are messed up they're both corrupt they're both crazy They're and who who are you to believe one saying that the others lying, and the other one saying the others lying. we're going through a legal system that you know we may actually have you know moeller who's in charge of this investigation get fired again they're talking about that i mean this is this is on the borderline idiocracy if it's not already and what's the long-term effects of of this issue of what's happening we, we don't have a clue of what this is going to do to our country and if this collusion is correct, and according to what's going on is they were looking into Jerry Kushner now, who is the son-in-law to the President of the United States, we also know that his son, Donald Trump Jr., has also released emails admitting to the same meeting. So how high does this go? And can the, the President of the United States pardon himself? He's actually asked this question. He's actually talked about it. So there's speculation that you can go through and you can put the country through all of this craziness, investigating what's going on between the United States and Russia, get to the point that you prove that the United States and Russia, you know, cahooted and, and all this happened. And then Donald Trump just pardons everyone and everyone just goes home. And the country's left kind of staring at what's going on in the aftermath and trying to figure out what happened. Like that's, (laughs) from a legal standpoint, that's all possible. That's all there. We don't know where this is going to go. So this is getting absolutely insane. And that's where the, the mainstream media is focusing on it. And in the back doors, you're seeing that there's plans being set up for war. And the fact that they came out this week and said that when the troops went into and killed Osama bin Laden. They took papers and, and, you know, information from where he was at that proved that he had been working with the Iranians to do September 11th. There's paperwork saying that's been released. So now they're trying to link Iran with September 11th with Osama bin Laden, which would then fit underneath the original war plans, the war guys that allowed us go into Iraq and allowed us to go into Afghanistan. So because of that, there's a strong possibility they could go into war with Iran without even going through Congress, without even going through the Senate, because if they can align it back to the war on terror that was started in 9-11, they don't need to. They don't have to. And if you think for a minute that Israel is going to go into Syria without the United States doing something on their side as well, you're foolish. It'll be a coordinated campaign. Things will happen at the same time. Because why would you allow Israel, your number one ally, the, where Trump, uh, the, President Trump says you know that uh, the United States will never be closer to Israel ever again and that we've, we're closer than we've never, ever been before? And why would we allow them to go into Syria without us doing something to North Korea or Iran? We wouldn't. Plain and simple it's right there in front of us we see it happening now you know i mean to to switch gears just a little bit and and the reason that we can get caught up in war we can get caught up in what's going on from a distance and and refuse to see what's actually happening in front of us and they're just little things that, that kind of happen You know, I mean, earlier this year We had the nuclear option Which was, you know Which had never been used in the United States Before, which was If there was a tie in the Senate Then the Vice President would then Make the tiebreaker He would vote and, and that would be the, the decision And the first one was In the Supreme Court Justice for Gorkich. That was his first time he broke a tie Well, this last week He did the same thing as well um, he, he broke a tie in the Senate, which made it so that way individuals don't have the ability to go to arbitration to try to go after these large companies um, and the large banks, like the banks and the insurance companies and the and the credit cards. Um, you can't go to arbitration; you can sue them, but then you you have to put up the money to do that. So it basically just puts all of the emphasis on the the individual. Um, putting up the money instead of having like a mediator that would allow them to talk without having to go through the court system. That right there, Pence overruled that. So that way you can no longer do that. You have to go through the court system. And it's just another one way thing to just take away the ability for the, the individual, the small person that doesn't have a lot of money to protect themselves. And I mean, this, this is just building on kind of this system that is, uh, in essence, a, a slave system. I mean, you look at what's going on in Japan. Um, they have people that are dying from overwork, that are um, working, you know, 15, 16, 17-hour days, six days a week. They're passing out in on subways, um, just falling down on the street, just falling asleep um, because they're working so much. Um, and there's been reports that up to 900 people a year are dying from exhaustion from being worked to death in Japan. But yet they, they're not getting paid anything to be able to actually enjoy the fruits of the labor. They're just working to the bone. They're just working to, till they die. Um, and that's, you know, that's fine and dandy for the people that are on the top. They don't have to go through that system. And that's exactly the system that we have. You know, just this last year, the the billionaires, the people that are the ultra rich, their wealth in this last year swelled and grew by six trillion dollars. Just as last year, you know, and they have a fifth of the entire world uh, world's wealth, and that increase was. Uh, twice the gross domestic product of the of the UK. Just these individuals that are multi billionaires, and th- this what what's happening is we are seeing the the biggest wealth concentration since 1905. And and we know from what happened in history that before when we had major companies that were kind of controlling everything, where all the money is being funneled to the top, is those companies then kind of restricted economic growth. They took everything from everyone. And that's what's going on right now is, is there's so much money saturated on the top that just having the money up there, just owning it and having interest in their investments and stuff is making more money, and it's making it to where they have more money on top, and too much money is being funneled to the top. I mean, the, the International Monetary Fund has come out to Western governments and said the top 1% need to stop making money. They, they need to start paying more taxes they need to get it dropped back to them because everything is is getting way too heavy on the top and that's what happened during you know right before the great depression the roaring 20s is the the money was way up to the top and it's going to crash if they don't do this instead we're going to do a massive tax tax bailout whatever you want to call it to give more money to the top to the people that already are making so much money that they can't even you know, they could buy the U- U.K. twice, basically. <laughs> um, and so we don't need to necessarily need to have all that money being funneled up on the top. But that inequality is causing it to where people are starting to get disheartened, starting to get beat up. Um, credit card debts are going through the roof. Um, there was a report that uh, showed that um, over, um, over half of the uh, Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. I mean this is not a system that is set up for a long term this is a system just to squander everything that's coming through and we need to we need to be prepared for this I mean we have just just to to give an example in India India went through an issue where they they basically outlawed some of their cash earlier in the year and it caused massive crisis in, in, in India and well they're having a massive bailout they just did a $32 billion bailout to their banks. But this only shows up 12% of all the loans. There's actually $150 billion worth of bad loans that India has. So they just did 32. So they're going to end up having to do the, the remainder to just get it out. So this, this, just, this portion is just kind of limping it along just to kind of make it seem okay where it's not necessarily bailing it out. So the United States is not the only country that is debt-ridden that is in this issue. Most of Europe is in the same way. And this is what happens when you funnel everything to the top percent. Everyone else goes broke. So before I hand it over back to Matthew, um, biggest thing that I can see is, is pay attention to what's going on in the Middle East. Um, what's happened today? is is unnerving, and it may develop into something very, very, very quickly. So Matthew, I'll hand it back over to you.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're at the top of the hour, a little bit past. It's time for our break, but I want you to consider this what the Lebanese civil War was all about. You have to understand. Well, let's just talk about the massacre that every know, everybody knows about of Sabra and Shatila, where 3,500 Muslim civilians were killed by the Lebanese Maronite forces. See, they're not telling you the truth. I love how they give people names, ladies and gentlemen. The civil war was the Christians against the Muslims. The Maronites, they are the Eastern. Orthodox-based Christians. That's what really happened. And by the way, you need to know this. That um, on October the 23rd, 1983, an explosion ripped through an uh, American barracks in Beirut. Now the first thing that comes to your mind, how did we have barracks in Beirut? But this is true. 220 U.S. Marines were killed and 18 Navy sailors Three army soldiers and 58 French peacekeepers and six civilians. You're sitting there scratching your head. Well, I never listened to the Bible when it said to watch for the shaking tops of the trees of Lebanon. Ladies and gentlemen, your hero was president then. You don't remember? Yeah, that was Reagan, the actor. I'm sorry. Did I hurt your feelings? I said actor. He was an actor. And oh my goodness. All that blood on your hands, you American Christians. And you just feel so Fit and fancy free, don't you? You have all kinds of time to not be worried about the triumphs of Assyrian Christians. You don't care if there's buckets of blood delivered for you to wash your hands in. As long as they're Coptics, Right? Right? On a positive note, ladies and gentlemen, the break has been provided unto us by Reawaken Hymns. I suggest you go check them out. Nate is, well, quite a blessing. We'll be right back after this five-minute and 39-second break. You are listening to the In Time Tribune.
2: dark. This is Nathan and you're listening to Reawaken Hymns. For more information and hymn resources, check out my website www.reawakenhymns.com or find me on YouTube at Reawaken Hymns.
0: Brian, that's good stuff. That is good stuff. Brian, would you like to jump on here with your uh, comments of what uh, Clinton had to share, please?
3: Well, I mean, uh, to touch on a few of the topics, I mean, personally, the Saudi Arabia issue, yeah, I'd agree it's fairly large. But at the same time, if you've been watching this whole uh, circumstance build, which it has been building for quite some time, it's not altogether shocking that he did what he did and it's almost has a stench of irony to it. If you know anything about the Ottoman empire, well they went through and removed physically murder off any contenders for the throne in previous times past. So this circumstance, how much it builds and where it goes from here is going to be rather interesting to see. Nonetheless, um, Last week we also had um, some discourse come out of Saudi Arabia stating that he, this uh, upcoming leader, was also going to be reorienting the uh, Islamic belief system in that area away from the Wahhabism, which if that were the case, if that were to happen, that would kind of really change things Um Well, I'd have to say for the better inside of Saudi Arabia, but we're going to have to see where that goes. Um, Now, to touch on the Iranian uh, story that came out as far as the bin Laden files are concerned, the vast majority of those headlines that they have posted on that have been completely misleading. Because if you go through and look at the information within the stories, you end up finding out that in an earlier phase that there was some possible things going on between iran and al-qaeda but later on they had a massive rift and a massive break that was causing all kinds of trouble back and forth between it and iran started uh jailing a bunch of the different al-qaeda operatives and so on and so forth so they really sort of give you the wrong conclusion if you just go with the headline. And I don't know what some of these other stories have been reporting on this, but the one I went through was pretty uh, pretty conclusive with all the information that I delved into. Um, so I think those are the two areas on there. There was something else I was trying to remember that happened that just escaped my memory. So obviously I'm not supposed to bring it up as of yet. But I mean that's the two comments I have on that.
0: All right. Well let's uh let's do this. Uh ladies and gentlemen, let's let's talk about real Bible prophecy, shall we? Because I I said something today. Brian said something today. Both of us mentioned a name of the Lebanese Prime Minister He mentioned The same exact word When I read from his quote From the BBC You see because that is a word in the Bible Actually
5: Um,
0: Let me ask Clinton uh, Was you able to facilitate The request That I sent you in Skype Clinton
1: No unfortunately I did not Okay, well
0: do you have access to somehow look up Strong's numbers real quick online?
1: Uh no, I'm not not at that place. I'm sorry. I'm doing everything on my phone.
0: Okay, no, that's no that's fine. That's fine. I was putting you on your spot uh with something you weren't expecting, so no problem. Ladies and gentlemen, why don't you all go to your strong's and look up H sixty one eighty five? Now You can plainly, if you use the Strong's, look up and just look at it at the transliteration. Well, yes, that is Ariri. Does that shock you? Yeah, his name is in the Bible, ladies and gentlemen. Uh,
5: It means childless, ladies
0: and gentlemen. Can you wrap your mind around that? Do you not know anything? Well, let's talk about that real famous verse that nobody mentions in their most favorite book of the Bible. The one that says, who will be into pregnant women and nursing mothers? That's important, although you'll never find that in the books that they publish. They will avoid that verse like the plague. Let's see where uh, this martyr, him, okay, that I told all of you, they assassinated him with 3,968 pounds of TNT just to make sure to get the job done. And where do you think they got that TNT, ladies and gentlemen? Well, its point of origin probably came from the same barracks, where later... Where later, (laughs) on October the 23rd, 1983, we would have 220 U.S. Marines, 18 Navy sailors, and three Army soldiers killed. That's where they got the explosives from, ladies and gentlemen. Duh. Duh. At any rate, when we take a look at this particular name... We will lean on the King James Bible, of course. And oh my goodness. And Abram said, Lord God, what that gives me, saying, I go childless, and the steward of my house, this Eliezer of Damascus. Now, when you look at that verse prophetically, Uh, Let's go back to the history books, okay? How many countries were involved with the Lebanese Civil War? First and foremost, Syria. You all didn't know that. You didn't know that God told you that way in advance. That's because you're too busy reading, you know, these authors' books... What they are. They're not eschatology experts. You read their books about the entertainment industry. That's why they never told you the ramifications of Hariri getting assassinated, of the new prime minister being Hariri. Him saying, uh, something is not right Uh, with the TAF agreement. Do you know what the TAF agreement is? You don't, do you? Because you've been reading Arthur's books, and, and you've been facilitating them going to Waikiki Beach for vacation and cruises. That's what you've been doing. You haven't been reading Bible eschatology. You can only find that in Hebrew and Greek. It's the only place you can find it. So, the prophetic ramifications of that is off the charts. Now, this brings the ramifications of what I told you earlier, read right from that other chapter, which I didn't tell you where it was. This facilitates about his seed being spread. So listen, you need to listen, it's very important. Leviticus chapter 20, verses 20 and 21. And if a man shall lie with his uncle's wife, He hath uncovered his uncle's nakedness. They shall bear their sin. They shall die childless. And if a man shall take his brother's wife, it is an unclean thing. He hath uncovered his brother's nakedness. They shall be childless. Ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, I'm not going to go into the details because you're too attached to Uh, Published authors But The Author of life Just gave you fantastic Details About the false prophet Just so you know Ah yes Where the rubber hits the road Jeremiah chapter 22 And verse 13 Thus saith the Lord Write ye this man child a man that shall not prosper in the days For no man of his Seed shall prosper sitting upon The throne of David And ruling Anymore in Judah It's too bad I'm not going to let The riddling begin because I could tell you important stuff Stuff that's Really going to come to pass <laughs> And God's Uh, been prepping for
5: it since
0: 1967 well the amazing things that I sent even Brian uh, straight out of the yearbook 1971 of the Encyclopedia Britannica he was like what what are you talking about the joining of governments with Egypt. Everything that happened is right there, but nobody knows about it now. God has been prepping for this for quite some time. It's just that you didn't know it. You were too busy being entertained, being told that, um, oh, I don't know, the locusts in Revelation are Apache helicopters. That you can really defend yourself against the Fallen with
5: bullets.
4: (laughs)
0: Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. It's sad. That God went through so much trouble. To give you all those details in the Masoretic and the Septuagint you completely ignore it I mean you talk about cunningly devised schemes do you know where that comes from? do you, you know that's in the Bible actually? I mean really I'm worried about one of them, though, because I had a dream about them the other day. I actually went to go see him at a prophecy conference in Mansfield, Ohio. Yes, I did. I sit in the balcony, of course. Me and my witness did. Ah, yes. Just so all of you know, he used to be a manager at Microsoft. (laughs)
4: <laughs>
0: oh, my goodness, is he a professional entertainer. Hey, don't impress me. That's for sure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you're running out of road. I mean, when you believe that God would actually... Put an Egyptian Ureya crown on his bride and crown her queen of Egypt, you're in deep trouble, deep trouble, deep trouble. By the way, you know that hymn, I'll Fly Away? That's in reference to Operation Eagle's Wings that God already told you about. He's, he's told you about it so many times. It's stupid to think he's going to do anything else. It's stupid to even insinuate that he would ever dare let you ascend the heights. But yet that's what you actually think. That's what you really think. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible never says that, not ever. You know, you need to shake these distractions off of you really quickly. Because the verses I've read to you tonight, they're actually in play. And guess what? Meshach is not Moscow. And academics laugh at Christians that say that. They think you're stupid. They actually laugh at American church academia. They actually laugh because the people sitting in the pews are dumb enough and gullible enough to just sit there with the you know, deer in the headlights look on their face. As their minds are numb your your mind numb i mean I, I ladies and gentlemen i got oh my goodness <laughs> I have friends with who serious a credibility serious a credibility. And every time I I correspond with them, they always say the same thing. Well, you know, we've been praying for you. (laughs) They usually also add this in some sort of phraseology. I'm sorry for bugging you, but can you take a look at this verse for me? Yep. You all are in serious trouble. Most of you have entertained yourselves to death. mean, we've just talked lightly about the false prophet, even though. Over the past five, six years, Brian and I have exhaustively given you all the technical data regarding him and his seed and whom he will worship. And guess what? It's not Satan. Oh, my God. And it sure is not Nimrod. It's not Nimrod. That's science fiction fantasy. Produced. Written and published by God haters That don't want you to know What the Bible God's holy word says Not in the Hebrew or the Greek That's the last thing on earth they want you to look at They want you to read their books Because that pays for their vacations And their cruises
5: Ah yes And
0: facilitates the building of new barns For their retirement Knowing full well that in doing so, you reject the kingdom of heaven and nullify your own redemption. Let me make sure you understood what I just said. In reading their books, you're increasing their retirement and diminishing your redemption. Did you understand it when I put it that way? You know what you know what's funny? I, I just got a question today from an American. So called minister because he's got a ministry. He is in a part of a private forum that they, I facilitate that forum. They, they pose questions to me and I answer them, but I'm not logged in there. I don't have, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for it. They ask me an important question. Well, Matthew, what, what was the type of coins that was paid to? Judas And I marveled after them. Who told you to ask me this question? That's a real question, ladies and gentlemen. He sure fire didn't get paid in Roman coins, did he? Oh ladies and gentlemen, don't you know there was only one currency that the priest would have had? It would have been the holy half shekel.
5: They responded, well,
0: we checked our libraries of all the
5: uh,
0: Bible prophecy books we got, and we can't find no reference to that. Well, of course you can't, ladies and gentlemen, because they don't want you to know it. I sent them this question in reply. Go back to those websites and see if any of them are directing you to purchase silver and gold. They have as yet to respond to me I wonder why I wonder why So Let us switch this back up uh, Let's see how much time Oh my goodness we're down four minutes I believe I did it again Ramble on way too long Uh, Brian, uh, your comments on what I had to say, or an additional topic. We can spread off in a new direction if you want to. We have uh, some overtime. Um, We've got 18 minutes left in this stream. So uh, your turn, buddy. Jump in the saddle.
3: Well, something of note that you brought up concerning uh, this uh, H- 6185, I believe. My eyes are a little off here. Um, Where it comes up in Genesis 15, like you brought up, Eliezer of Damascus. You know, folks, it's important to take notice of things that happened during the Iran Contra scandal. March 3rd of 1984 CIA station chief. uh, This article states it was a group called Islamic Jihad, but most of the books that I've read on the topic out there basically mention that he was held by Hezbollah. Now, of course, everybody's going to think immediately that Hezbollah was... ...answering to Iran, but that's not the case. They were answering... direct correlation between Syria and Lebanon and Contra's scandal. This gave Syria complete and absolute control over the top of Bush because of his dealings in the midst of all this. Now, this is Bush Sr., not the youngest Bush. But nonetheless, you know, this is – Lebanon was basically – the big foray that brought America into in, in, in the of the Middle East, that's where everything started. You know, I just thought I'd point that out, and it makes you wonder, once again, back to square one, who's Hezbollah really answering to, Because, You know, there's an article that just popped here to see if my internet will actually work, and uh the Kurds are pretty ticked off right now with the United States to the point where the.
0: Brian, I hope you finish.
3: This your week we're calling for them to get out of Iraq. Uh, I'm sorry,
0: you were breaking up. was you finished, Brian?
5: Uh,
0: you got me May- now? Yes, I have you now. Um I'm sorry, you were breaking up on my end. I couldn't hear a lot of what you said. Uh but let me say this. I'm sorry to drag, keep dragging this up, okay? Let's talk about what happened in the Lebanese Civil War and what stopped it. This agreement was finalized and confirmed only after the development of the anti-Saddam Hussein in international alliance. The alliance, which included Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Syria, France, and the United States. Ooh, that's where we got in bed. But you don't know all of our bedfellows because, on the other hand, the agreement also gained the blessing of Iran, therefore collectively and internationally supported for Syria's guardianship over Lebanon. Oh, my goodness. You people are too daft to know that that's when we got in bed with Iran. Wow. Your eschatology experts didn't tell you that? Ah, wonder why not. Well, that's right. They were blaming everything on the Pope, right? You were just fixated and fascinated with the Pope. I mean, let's think about something for a minute. Do you actually think that the Antichrist would actually feed more human beings every single day than anybody else on this planet? Oh my gosh, you're an idiot if you don't know that. Ladies and gentlemen, the Catholic Church feeds more hungry, shelters more homeless than any organization on the planet. And you actually think the Antichrist would do that? (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: really? Is that really what you think? Uh, don't you realize what I just said? What's the matter, cat got your tongue? Or are you just sitting there with the deer in the headlights look on your face? Clinton, your comments and whatever topics you want to bring up next, please.
1: Well, you know, what's happening in Lebanon and Syria um, is, is crazy. I, I've been watching Assad um, like a hawk for a long time, and, and his confidence is building drastically. Um, and, and that's not a good thing, considering he just won the Civil War. He's, he's gained control of pretty much the entire country. He has Russian, Turkish, and Iranian, and Hezbollah troops inside his country all on his side. And now, you know, from what you just pointed out with the Lebanese civil war, you know, Syria has been kind of using Lebanon as a proxy anyhow, which is also what Iran has been doing through Hezbollah through Lebanon, is, is basically just having a proxy. So we have two very hostile countries on the northern border of israel and israel getting very very about what's going on and uh, another point um i agree with what you said about the catholic church about helping uh as many people as they do and and you know people look back and look at the the history of the catholic church and and the evils that were done in the history but then you can also see the the goodness that is being done as well and you know, I do think that the Catholic Church has a massive role to play. And some people are, you know, speculating that the Pope is more kind of the Antichrist versus actually here to actually help. And I think that we will learn and see exactly what that role is as things develop. But I agree with your stance that, that the Catholic Church definitely does help a lot of people in, in this current time.
0: Well, let's look back at history. What did the Nazis do with the Catholics? That's what I thought you'd say.
3: Okay? They rounded him up.
0: Exactly. That's right. So, <laughs>
5: uh
0: there is no doubt that the antichrist look, they have caught this present pope. They they've got kicked off of him the entire Vatican because he will change his clothes to go distribute food. Brian, has that not been in mainstream news? You actually think the false prophet or the Antichrist would change his clothes so that nobody could catch him, leave the Vatican to go uh, hand out food on the food distribution days. And all the bishops been kicked off at him for doing it. It's been a mainstream news. I'm sorry to rain on your party. The Antichrist won't do that, you bunch of idiots. And what he will do? Keep on your current plan. I know what your game plan is. Your game plan is to get brand new barns built for all your retirement. God's got something for you. And by God, everything that come out of his mouth, wait and see, you're going to get a kick out of it. Now check me, Brian. If I'm lying, call me a liar to my face. Do it. Has it or has it not been in mainstream news that this present pope we have... Now, by the way, excluding the simple fact that all that the last pope, all these idiots... That ran around and said, he's the Antichrist, he's the Antichrist. By the way, he's not the Pope anymore. That's beside the point. Is it or is it not true, Brian, it's been released in mainstream news that this Pope will change his clothes and go outside the Vatican to distribute food to the hungry? Yes or no? Yep. And These idiots think that that's something the Antichrist would do. That's pathetically stupid. So my associates in academia are right in feeling sorry for me that I have to deal with American Christianity. Because it's common knowledge been in all kinds of – I mean CNN has published on it – but anyway, the, the simple fact that Christianity now is fake, that's common knowledge. Um, let me check this news article. I was doing research on this today for my son because he's got a history report that he's got to do.
4: And it better be
0: Jot and Kittle. Daddy don't take no crap. This was released August 27, 2010. CNN – uh yes, this is the headline. Author, most teens becoming fake Christians. That's right, because their parents and their preachers are teaching them moralistic therapeutic deism. That's a fact. That's a fact. Look it up. <laughs> I'm reading this is CNN August 27, 2010. This is the God Haters opinion of what's happening to the church. Author: More teens becoming fake
5: Christians.
0: You might want to read that. Because a nine chances out of ten, that's you. That's actually you. So, I mean, if you're caught up (laughs) in the Pope and Nimrod, oh my goodness, are you in for quite a shock? The next event on the prophetic timeline Because the Lord your God He's going to rattle your cage Multiple Entire sections Of the Bible dedicated to it Do you know what the apocalypse of Isaiah is? Didn't think so Y'all probably familiar with the Six seal event right? Oh you're going to have your salah moment At the same time you have a slow moment, I'll probably be getting motion sickness as I ride the eagle's wings for glory. I'll wave at you when I pass by. (laughs) Oh my goodness, I've had too many smart Ellie. academic associates of mine. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You know, ladies and gentlemen, you need to stop it You're endangering yourself I've just mentioned one ministry That ashamed themselves By calling themselves a ministry If they don't know the Bible God's holy word Please send them this message
4: Shut up
5: You'll be snatching
0: them from the fire Because you don't run around saying that God said something when he did not. You do realize that the Bible, God's holy word, does talk about what God's going to do to those people that say he said something that he did not say. So if they're not telling you and give you detailed knowledge of what it is out of one side of his mouth, which is Hebrew, or the other side of his mouth, which is Greek, you need to tell them to shut up and snatch them from the fire. By the way, let's talk about this Let's talk about all the atrocities that Calvin did Let's do that Why don't y'all do a study of that Why don't y'all go study Nostradamus and find out who he was talking about Do you know he was talking about Calvin because he was there with him in the very city Watching it as Calvin ordered children to be whipped In his theocracy You didn't know that? Of course you didn't know that. Nostradamus wasn't referring when he talked about, you know, the bad guys. He was talking about Calvin, not the Pope, you idiots. Look up your history, please. I'm begging you. It's really easy to do. Go to Michel de Nostradamus. Look up where and when he lived. Then look up Calvin and when he Cetapis, theocracy, and was that is, you're going to find out it's the same time and the same place. Fact. That, that, that's a fact. That's like saying God's Word. You, you do realize that the Bible, God's Holy Word, is nothing but a string of facts. It's a string of integers. What I just told you is the same thing. It really happened. Everybody knows it except dumbed-down Christian Americans. He was not talking about the Pope, you idiot. 60 seconds till we are in overdrive. If any of you believe that, I was not referring to you being an idiot by way of your IQ. I was saying that you were idiots by way of self-indulged stupidity. Ladies and gentlemen, don't you know what somebody's doing if they're selling you something? I mean, don't you realize what they're doing if they're selling you something? The truth has always been free. There is no profitability in the facts, ladies and gentlemen. There's no drama in it. That's why you can't make money off of it. Duh. That's why they call their college by the term liberal arts. (laughs) But Americans don't get it. That's funny. Well, I hope in the name of the Lord my God I've got your attention because I'm trying to snatch you out of the fire. I'm trying to get you ready for what's to come. Because sooner or later, he's going to keep putting up with you and putting up with you, putting up with you until his fury comes up in his face. And just so you know, the Lord Jesus Christ don't have anything to do with the next prophetic event on the timeline. Oh, somebody's coming back. But it ain't Jesus next. Oh, no. Is he who sitteth upon the throne, and you are going to stand up in salute and fall down on your face? Wait and see, because that's what he said. That's what come out of his mouth. And that's what's going to happen, Brian. Um, I don't know. Perhaps, perhaps it is apropos, shall we say, uh, to end the broadcast here. Um, but your your closing thoughts and comments, and you can just, we can continue on if necessary. Uh, but Brian, step in here and um, right my keel, shall we say. I think I'm listing a little bit to starboard, shall we say. Um, so Brian, you're a uh, the mic is yours for a few. I guess so topic change, whatever.
3: Well, you mentioned the Euphrates, and this article had just showed up in the last uh, approximately an hour. And uh, let's see here, the title of it from Radha. His advisor to Iranian supreme
4: leader, the U.S. failed fail
3: to, it says here in paragraph, dividing Syria, Euphrates River under. It's control. Valentine, sir, came out and basically told everyone what we already knew that America and Saudi Arabia were behind the start of the Syrian civil war or, or not rocket science. I've been saying this for years, folks. It was obvious when it followed after the exact same as they did in Iran, which has been declassified as well for everybody to see. But why is that
0: important?
3: Well, folks, maybe you want to take a look about what it says in Isaiah 7 verse 20. In that day, the Lord will shave with a razor hired from regions beyond the Euphrates. That is the king of Assyria, the head and the hair of the legs, and it will also remove the beard. Where did it stay those uh, troops, U.S. troops are stationed? Oh, yes, east of the Euphrates River.
0: Clinton, your comments?
1: Well, I'm having a hard time hearing hearing you guys. Unfortunately, it's breaking up real bad, so I do apologize. I don't really have anything to say.
0: Brian, back to you.
3: Yeah, I'm tending to wonder if we're all having connection issues tonight or what because I've been sporadic in and out and in and out and in and out as well. Um. You know, a, a few things to bring up here on top of it as well, the new tax bill that they're trying to push through, they managed to squeeze the Johnson Amendment right into it, where it therefore makes a political grandstanding legal inside the churches now, and not that anybody was following those laws, because from day one, when I started walking into a church uh, back in 2001, that's all they did was push politics, and that's all everybody did was talk about the Republicans, so... Well, now they're legalizing it, which is rather interesting. And on top of it, I saw a a statement from somebody I came across here that recently uh, linked up with me on the social network, and I just had to shake my head. Um, You know, after the uh, attack that happened in Manhattan, he, he threw out a comment about uh, build the wall And then referenced Isaiah 60 And couldn't He brings up that that's talking about revival When folks, it's quite clear in broad daylight It's talking about the time when there's a new heaven And a new earth And the Lord will tabernacle with us So
0: Okay, stop the bus You're going to have to send me that That article. As is atypical,
3: a whole lot of nonsense uh, It wasn't an article It was a
0: comment Really? Really? Well, we're going to have to talk about that later, aren't we? Well, I guess Clinton is having trouble hearing both of us, so maybe we should uh, go ahead and close it out. Uh, Brian and I might do a special broadcast tomorrow on what just came out of his mouth. Really? Really? That sounds just about like the worshippers of the republicrats would say. Yeah, I said that. I ain't sorry for it. And yes, the sky is blue in my world. So, uh, Clinton, jump on here um, with your goodbyes and your websites, uh, please.
1: You know, everyone, it's uh, always a pleasure to be here with you, and, and thank you again for your support. The easiest way to find me is uh, you can go to my website, clintoncowatch.com, or you can find me on Twitter, um, my handle is at clintoncowatch, and I try to post all the news articles that we talk about on the show on the Twitter account. And you can find me on Podbeam um, under the Diligent Watchman on the pod broadcast as well. Thank you again, and may God guide you on your journey. Uh,
0: Clint, one more thing. Did you get that email I sent you with uh, the request? You asked me for a request and I I sent it to you an email. Did you get it?
1: Yeah, I did. And and thank you again for sending that to me.
0: Good stuff, huh?
1: Oh, it's it's absolutely amazing to to see the the growth of the broadcast is absolutely amazing.
0: It's it's mind-boggling. Um uh, Brian, get on here with your goodbyes and uh your websites, please.
3: You can find me at uh, Overt Attention Show on Twitter. That's where I pretty much post the vast majority of the news. Overtattentionshow.com. And if you need to email me, you can do that at thebandsoftime at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. God bless.
0: As for me, God is faithful. So if you seek me, you will find me. Amen. Till next time, ladies and gentlemen. God bless,
4: God speed. Hallelujah, amen.